I'm sure by now many have heard the term cuffing season. Well, the irony behind it, I guess somewhere along the line, I always thought it was cupping season. And my thought was that it was single people becoming a couple. So cupping. But then I just recently listened to a podcast where they were talking about cuffing season as being cuffed together like handcuffs. (laughs) So, you know, okay, it made sense. You know, during the colder months, people decide to get involved with someone during those months, whether it be two, three, four, whatever it is before summer hits and then everyone's back out there doing their thing. But yeah, no judgment here. Anyway, it made me think of a story that I have, again, in the cleaning industry. And on this occasion, I was actually with two other cleaners. So at this point, I had grown where I was hiring multiple cleaners. And sometimes I would still go with the cleaners because it just felt better. Like as the owner who was previously a cleaner, I always felt like I could get a little bit more productivity out of the cleaning experience. And this particular house was massive. So the thing is, in Florida, there are homes that are just super big. I mean, we go into homes that are well over four or 5,000 square feet. So nothing new there. But on this particular occasion, it was the first time clean. And I felt like it needed the extra attention of more than just two people to send. My job was basically to watch over the cleaners, have some fun while we were doing it, because that was the thing. Whenever I would work with somebody, they'd always love it because I'd make it more relaxed, more fun, but we'd still really get things done. So we just, you know, may act silly, things like that. But at the end of the day, we would always be very focused on doing the best job possible. And it always felt good for them to have, quote unquote, the boss there, But at the same time, they had better guidance than just, say, doing it by themselves. So it worked. But on this particular occasion, I decided to take on the master bedroom and master bath. So those are usually connected together in the larger homes. And this house, I believe, had maybe about five bathrooms. We just took wings of the home. I was in the master bedroom doing the normal thing vacuuming, then dusting, then going over to the bed and starting to make the bed. So as I'm fluffing out the sheets as normal, I start to tuck the fitted sheet into the mattress, underneath the mattress. And as I lifted up the mattress, something fell out. I paused, my eyes widely opened, and in my mind, I said, no way. And sure enough, I went over to the other corner at the foot of the bed and lifted it up, and there was another one of these things. So as I stood there and I observed these ankle cuffs which were 
intentionally woven into the mattress. I took a moment and then I politely tucked them back under the mattress where they were. Now, I'm well into my 40s and I don't claim to know everything that people do in the privacy of their home. This one was definitely a shocker, not something that I had anticipated because at that point I made hundreds of beds and never at any point in time did ankle cuffs fall out of the bed. And what's also really interesting is the people in these homes never say anything to you. So you never know what exactly is going on until you just happen to come across it. And when our job was done and I was saying bye to the husband and wife as they were coming in after work, I just smiled and thanked them for their business. So there you have it. Cuffing season. Whatever which way you like to cuff someone. Hmm. Well, if this is your first time listening in, this is Let's Talk Dirty with me, your host, Dawn Boyd. I started this podcast to help people in the cleaning industry, whether you own your own cleaning business or you're doing it solo and you want to grow. This podcast will help you get to the next level. All of this information is given to you for free, and all I ask in return is that you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, it's being featured on 14 different platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So listen in every Thursday to get a little bit more information on how to grow your business. With that out the way... I belong to several different cleaning groups and recently there was a post that I put online that got a lot of engagement. A little backstory, recently I met a woman who is in the cleaning industry and works for a franchise cleaning company. After talking to her, I realized that she really was not getting paid what she's worth. When she described what her job duties were and how she and another person who cleans with her cleans on average three to four and sometimes five houses a day, and they are only making about $350 a week after taxes. So my formal education is in engineering, but it doesn't take an engineer to figure out simple math that they're not getting paid enough, minimum wage at best. And I really felt bad. It it tugged at my heart. Here it is, this young woman who wants to go to school for nursing, and she is stuck in a position where she's not making that much money. And she's so young that she doesn't even realize that she's not making enough money. So when companies do things like this, I feel it's a exploitation and it's manipulation. And it's something that I pride myself in not doing with my business. So when I created this post online, I talked about how I pay my 
team way more than this, which is true. I charge more to clients and in return, I'm able to pay cleaners what they're worth. They go into homes and they do a great job. The client never has to worry about things coming up, quote unquote, missing. You know, there's no temptation there. People are getting paid what they deserve and they're doing a phenomenal job in the process. It comes hand in hand. So I got into a more involved part in this post. It received a lot of engagement from different people, probably close to over a hundred comments. But one man in particular, him and I went back and forth. I knew immediately about how he is running his business, which no judgment, run your business the way you want to. I know I'm doing it the way I want to, but I knew right away his philosophy and how his mentality works with his business by the simple fact of him saying the people that work for him. There are different ways of thinking about your team. And I always say the people that work with me, because I know that if I don't have my team, I don't have anything. So I don't look at my team as disposable. A lot of business owners look at people as just another body and they'll use people until they either quit or they just aren't performing very well. That's something I'm totally against. I read a book a few years ago called People Over Profit by Dale Partridge. If you ever want to pick up a book that will help build your foundation for your business, this is a great book to look at. It really explains the socially conscious business models that put people first. Partridge says that he believes new business models represent a future, one that we want and need to realize. Not only are these business models socially responsible, but they're also surprisingly profitable. So you would think people over profit means I'm not going to make any money. But in turn, when you take care of your people, you'll be surprised how much more profitable you become. He has seven core beliefs that are shared by an increasing numbers of consumers, startups, and business leaders. And hopefully this is something that you can use in the foundation of your business or to restructure your business if things are just not going right with your team. The first core belief is people matter. It's easy to forget just how important people are to the success of any business. You have to remember employees and customers are people. We're not parts. We're not gears in some big money-making machine. How you make people feel about themselves says a lot about your business. There's a quote by Maya Angelou that says, People will not always remember what you said, but how you made them feel. Lots of people go off feelings. Trust me, I I sometimes feel like I should go back to school for psychology because I deal with a lot of people's personalities as well as their outside life. And sometimes I find myself coaching more than just being like the boss, quote unquote, but I find myself coaching people to restructure their lives and to be better people all the way around on their outside life as well as what they do while they're working. The second core belief is that truth wins. Leaders must tell the truth completely, tell the truth quickly, and tell the truth clearly. Whenever I am talking to someone that they may seem like they're they could be a good part of the team I'm very transparent to them I tell them that I you know what I have to offer and I'm very open about it I don't fluff it up I don't make it too good to be true 
When you tell the truth, you're building trust. And when you build that trust, you build powerful business relationships that will take your business to a higher level of success. So be honest with your people, be honest with your clients. The third core belief is that transparency frees. So a company's vulnerability plus the management accessibility equals transparency. When you're transparent, you and your business are open and accessible and your people, your customers and the communities in which you do business will reward you with their loyalty. I am a very locally loyal person. I go to the same coffee shops, restaurants that are local. I do business with people that I've known forever and I support their businesses. Like that's very important to me versus going to the larger corporations. Sure, I go to larger businesses to get things, but I am a very big advocate on supporting local businesses. The fourth core belief is authenticity attracts. So instead of trying to be something or someone you're not, just be you. Not everyone knows how to run a business because they were taught how to run a business. It's something that you learn kind of as you go. And it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to be authentic when you're doing it. Authenticity attracts authentic people. Fight the lie and resist the urge to become someone else. You never know who you may attract just by being you. That could be your next milestone and you realize that I was true to myself, I was true to my people, I was true to my customers, and that's what I value and that's what I have, which there's nothing wrong with that. The fifth core belief is quality speaks. I mean, really, think about it. Would you rather be known for producing the best quality products and services or the worst? Would you rather be the company that everyone loves or one that everyone hates? Never compromise, even if it's a painful point. Really think about that. The sixth core belief is generosity return. It's so true. You hear the adage, what comes around goes around, but it is really true. It's reciprocity. To be authentic, generosity must be built in, not tacked on. And lastly, the seventh core belief is courage sustains. Assassinate fear and create space for insane courage. The energy you release in your business will be powerful and it will boost your bottom lines in ways you never imagined possible. When I started to learn that it was more important for me to take care of my team and how they produced in return such good quality, I started attracting even better quality clients. And when better quality clients came along, more money came along. So again, it's going to come full circle. Have patience, build your foundation, build your team, attract the right type of clients, and then you will see your business grow and you'll sit back and you'll you'll be a lot happier. You'll be a lot less stressed. You won't be worrying about so much of the overhead because you know that what you're producing is authentic. It comes from your soul and you're putting your heart into it. Don't ever forget that. Even when you get really big, remember your humble beginnings. It's always good to stay as humble as you can because it can always be taken away from you at any point in time. All right, everyone, I hope that this episode was a little humorous and also educational. And don't forget, please subscribe and be engaged in this podcast on reviews and listening in every Thursday to Let's Talk Dirty with me, your host, Don Boyd. You all have a great weekend. Bye.